welcome to the show. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And uh, we also just have our brand new uh, co-host here that's going to be part of our show, Alexa. Alexa, say hello. Hi. And uh, yeah, anytime we want to, you know, we don't really know something offhand, we're going to we're going to call on her to see if she can look it up for us. Yeah, because um, the way we were doing it before was kind of just look at our phones uh, and, yeah. you know, and then kind of just talk with dead air for a few seconds. So we don't want to do that anymore. No. So thank you, uh, Alexa. Thank you. Uh, At dead air. So she that, <laughs> yeah, she's ba- she's bashful. Yep. Um, so anyway, uh, today we're going to continue what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're going to continue talking about Fringe. This mm-hmm. is going to be a discussion of the second season of Fringe. And kind of like last time, oh, we'll, I'll get into yeah, it when you'll, we get there. You'll get there. Yeah, so uh, let's get started and start talking about season two of Fringe. And what a interesting addendum to have with this episode that we have Alexa here. Because... Yeah. Um, we, you know, that that's a very scientific thing, and this is a science mm-hmm. fiction television show. So, uh, before we go into it, uh, we're just going to get into spoiler territory, because, uh, like, uh, the things that we didn't mention in season one, uh, we're probably going to have to talk about in season two. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get around uh, not talking about that big... Uh, a twist yeah, at the a... at the end of season one. Yeah, w- but we are gonna have to start talking about that second big twist at the end of season one, the one that came right before that last one. Yeah. So, um, anyway, season two of Fringe. Uh, I guess we can try to give a brief overview of what the season entailed. Just full disclosure, we are literally like six episodes from finishing season three right yeah. now, so we're trying not to get ahead of ourselves. So, uh, at the conclusion of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, aside from the big uh, reveal, uh, you know, one thing that's been occurring is, uh, you know, Olivia has crossed over to the other side, the other uh, universe. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I don't think we talked about this for season one. So basically, all of season one, and so far as we know, most of the show, yeah, uh, entails around one singular concept, which is that there are. Uh, at least, at least in this universe, there are two distinct universes. Yeah. Um, that's the only two that they travel through. There's, they could be an infinite amount, I don't know. Yeah. But for, for right now, there's only two. But uh, at the end of season one, Olivia ends up traveling to the parallel universe. Yeah. Um, where William Bell, who was you know the, the founder of uh, Massive Dynamic, where he's still you know, kind of alive and hiding out. Yeah. So that's basically, and the whole series kind of picks up on this, you know, finishes off, and that's where season two begins, is her coming back to the next, uh, to this universe. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, overall premise of season two is, uh, kind of Walter Bishop's, uh, past, you know, sneaking up on him, mm-hmm. uh, with the, with this, uh, drug he'd invented in the uh, you know, mid eighties, yeah. uh, called, uh, Cortexafan, mm-hmm. uh, which, uh, enhances, uh, it enhances the brain and brings about latent abilities that, uh, a person would not have, uh, initially. And the, the experiment was done on children. Very, so, very naughty. <laughs> go on. So, uh, there was a, a bit of a moral... Uh, a moral uh, thing to that, you know, a bit of shame on Walter's part. Mm-hmm. Now, um, some this is one thing that uh, we're not going to be able to avoid because it's a big part of the story of season yeah. two. Is um, there was a twist at the end of season one? If you haven't seen season one, um, and if you still want to see season one, just stop listening right here. What are you watching? Season two, our podcast for season two of Fringe. If you have. You want to watch season one? Go watch it. Go watch it. Don't, yeah, don't, it's a good show. It's it, worth the watch. It's fantastic. Go watch it. Don't listen to us. But anyway, so are, are they gone? I think they're gone. <laughs> so the one of the big twists at the end of season one is um, that Peter Bishop, who <clears throat> is Walter Bishop's son, oh yes, we learn uh, is actually dead. Now yeah. it, uh, it it's clear that this Peter, the one that we've been following the whole time 
is a Peter from the other universe. And yeah. one of the things that this uh, second season kind of expounds upon is how exactly that happened, which is um, during the, I guess, the 80s, um, uh, P uh, Walter Bishop was able to create a device that allowed him to look into the other universe while his son was unfortunately sick and dying. Yeah. And he discovers that uh, the other Peter is also sick and dying, but the other Walter Bishop has found a cure. He just doesn't realize it yet. So after the death of Peter A, we'll say Peter Prime, mm -hmm. um, Walter goes into the other universe uh, you know, to take this Peter back and basically cure him because yeah. he knows how to do it now. And unfortunately, he just kind of never gets around to taking him back home. But um, at the same time, he's also experimenting with these children, uh, this Cortexafan stuff, to kind of bring out their latent abilities. And we find out that um, Olivia, being, you know, this was something I had in season one, but Olivia is probably the most capable of the young children with the Cortexafan. Yeah, uh, it turns out Olivia was also one of the children that. Uh that uh, Walter had been experimenting on as well, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it, one of her uh, one of her abilities. It, it, actually, she has quite a few abilities. Yeah, she can she can disarm a bomb with her mind. Yeah, she can uh, start fires if she's really scared. Yeah, uh, though she hasn't used that as an as an adult. Uh, as far as I know, she's only nah. used it as a child. Yeah, yeah. So far. Um, but uh, one of the things that um, that she can do, and she could do at a young age, is that she can kind of see the other universe a little bit. Like, the, she describes yeah. it as kind of a glimmer. Yeah. And uh, this is actually, you know, this is something that, uh, that Walter is, you know, is rather interested in. And then I guess he just kind of forgets about it and lets her go her own <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, the whole thing, the whole overarching plot of um, Fringe so far as we know is basically that there are two universes and as uh, Leonard Nimoy explains in the beginning of season two is that these two universes are basically going to collide with each other and they're going to you know, only one can survive Yeah, and you know um, uh, Walter Bishop is kind of I guess hoping that it's their universe, but there's also bad guys from, we'll say, Universe B that are kind of coming in and trying to basically weaken things or destroy things. Uh, they're called shapeshifters. Yeah. The uh, the shapeshifters and the, and the agents being uh, sent to uh, their universe it, you know, are kind of... Uh, they see it as they are at war mm -hmm. uh, with our universe. They kind of have this... Uh, Inkling that, uh, did, did I forget? Did they divulge that? Uh, uh, divulge what? Uh, you know, divulge, uh, uh, actually, I don't know. I don't think they did. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so we'll uh, never know what they're divulging until later. <laughs> uh, well, at least not until season three. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's this, this, uh, yeah, they, 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 you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, events occurred that uh, made them think that uh, our universes are are at war, and mm. uh, they're sending agents over. So um, one of the neat things about it is uh, the, I guess, big bad of season two is a guy named Newton, and he is, we'll say, basically the uh, the head shapeshifter. <laughs> uh, um, he he is basically just this. Uh, the leader of the shapeshifters yeah. in so many terms and uh, there's a lot of moments where you know Olivia's chasing him down and they get you know he kind of gets cornered but he always finds a way to escape yeah. and there is actually I do want to talk a little bit about him as a bad guy compared to the bad guy in season one um, okay because I do think that yeah, at this point we've already talked about a lot of the characters in fringe and we've already talked about a lot of the, uh, the and there was one I don't think we did uh, who was that the Observer. Oh, okay. We can get into that because there is some uh, season two stuff. Yeah. Uh, for that. So, but anyway, I'll just go to. We'll start with talking about the bad guy of season two versus season one. Okay. Now, the bad guy in season one, 
I actually don't know his name. Yeah, he, yeah I forget he's his a name. Scottish guy or Irish. Yeah, and, uh, and he was awesome. Yeah, he was he was good. He w had this uh, had a had a lector esque quality to him, where uh, he was a uh, quiet and controlled person. But you could also see that there's a little bit something unhinged about him. You yeah. Know. So uh, we'll call him uh, we'll call him Irish McGee. Uh, I think that's a good enough name. I think that's actually the actor's name. So uh, I don't think it is. I, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he is a very he's a very decent villain. You know, like yeah. he said, he's very laid back, and the thing that he wants to do, his ultimate goal, is to open the uh, the portal between universes. That was yeah. his goal in season one. And I, I think in season one, his goal was to kill William Bell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he wanted to get over there and uh, and stop him yep. because uh, I guess actually I, I I don't remember why. Maybe because he just uh, oh I think didn't William Bell like spurn him or something like that. He just he maybe, William like, Bell uh, called him an asshole once and he was like yeah. let it fester. Yeah, some <laughs> there there was some reason. Like I think he was a protege of uh, of William Bell in the past, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, uh, in order to one thing. Uh, <laughs> One thing in order to get into the other universe he had to do was uh, uh, break, uh, what's her name's arm. Oh, oh yeah. I don't think we talked about that in season one. So there's this uh, woman named Nina Sharp. I think we talked about her last yeah. time. Kind of the, the ultimate frenemy to Olivia Dunham. And apparently <laughs> she just has a fucking robot arm. Yeah, just out of nowhere they, they bring out a robot arm. And I think they really bring it back I in, the, in, the, yeah, in the other one. seasons. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen word one about this fucking robot arm since. She's just... They just said, hey, how are we going to do this? Well, she has a robot arm. Okay. Can't she just have a regular arm? No. Yeah, but it's cooler if it's a robot arm. All right, yeah, sure, whatever. So she has a robot arm. <laughs> Does she get the robot arm back? There's tons of robot arms just laying like, around. Like they'll, they'll give her another one. I think she has attachments. <laughs> like to do the under the cushions and everything. Oh, uh, you know, I, I, not just vacuuming, but like, you know, maybe she, maybe like uh, an egg beater <laughs> attachment. Like, I'm starting to think that it'd be uh, instead of having a robot arm, like once she gets it stolen, it'd yeah. be funny if at the beginning of season two she clearly just has a mannequin arm on <laughs> until she finds a new robot arm as a replacement. Uh. It's like it's a it's, and it's giant, like it's a huge forearm. Mm. There's still, like, it still has, like, a ring on it for the- from It's the wrong skin tone. Yeah, it's- it's- it's not just, uh, white, it's, like, alabaster it's white. It's silver. <laughs> like, in Terminator 2. And, like, nobody can mention it or else they get fired. Like, cause she's very, uh... She's very sensitive about it. Mm -hmm. Self-conscious. And it's like, uh, Nina, what's with your- Don't- don't, don't say anything about her What's arm. with my what? Uh... That stupid What's haircut. With this? What's with this room? It looks fabulous. I know, like, uh, it's, it's, uh, it must have cost you an arm and a leg. Oof, uh, Cost me what? It must have cost you a lot of dollars. A lot, a lot of, a lot of dollars. A lot of money. It's like, uh, but I gotta hand it to you. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. You got to what? I gotta, uh, your arm is stupid. Mm. Well, well, thank you. I, no, I, don't, I don't like get it this either. woman. I don't get this woman I, at all. I, I thought you'd fire us. Why, why would I fire you? You guys are good workers. I don't know. Man. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I don't get what's going on here. Oh God, Can we I, leave? Please. They're just the pizza guys, actually. <laughs> We're afraid you wouldn't tip us if we made fun of your stupid arm. I wasn't going to tip you anyway. <laughs> well, touche. Well, all right then. See ya. Well, the hell with your arm then. Looks yeah. dumb. You know what? I think it's stupid. I think it's the worst arm I've ever seen. Lenny over there, he's got a he's got a foot where his arm should be, and that's not even that stupid. They call me two, three foot Lenny. Yeah, well, no, they don't, but you know. <laughs> and then she starts crying. Oh, listen, we're sorry. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, uh Nina Sharp, Nina Sharp's arm. Uh, so yeah, it was a robot arm. Yeah, robot arm. Uh, and. We so were. so now we're comparing this uh, uh, Irish McGee to, uh, uh, to Newton to Newton, who is, uh, I, I want to say even more in the background, yeah, uh, he, than the, the than uh, the Irish guy. Yeah, Irish McGee had like four episodes, and that was it. But you felt his presence yeah. all every four of those episodes. Every once in a while with Newton, it's it's more of like 
you, you know, someone's on a mission, and then Newton will uh, show up and be like, How's the mission going? He'll just chastise yeah. him. Like, he, show, he shows up every now and again to kind of berate the, the, the person who's doing the mission. Yeah. Like, why aren't you doing it like this? Like, man, leave me alone. Alright, but you better do it. Alright. And then that's it. That's all yeah, Newton does. Yeah, he just... Kai shows up to show that he's behind everything and then uh, sk skitters off. Yeah, like, there's only, I think, two or three times where, um, uh, I'm gonna say Nina, where Olivia and Newton are kind of, like, face-to-face, -face. and... And it's always the last chase before he disappears. Yeah, and then he's gone for a few episodes. I guess he gets scared. He's like, oh, <laughs> that was a close one. And, and that'll be that. So, even though I, I do like... The character, the character, yeah, um, and I do like. I think the actor does a fine job with it. Yeah, kind of looks like a mixture of Gordon Ramsay and uh, Sting. <laughs> um, so, like, get that in your head. And he, he's okay. He's an okay yeah. guy. But I do think, like I said before, that you really felt those few episodes that the that the Irish guy was in. Yeah. And I, I forget his name. He was the the Irish guy in that really really shitty remake of Poltergeist. Oh, uh, he, he was the uh, the uh, this house is clean priest. Yeah. He here's the thing. Uh, just a, a slight diversion. Um, in this show? Yeah. No. For yeah. No. Like for the the Poltergeist remake, it was a yeah. bad movie. Yeah, it, was. it was a terrible movie. I I've I've actually seen more interesting. Dog turds. <laughs> okay, maybe more it was interesting doctors. Dog turds. Oh, but maybe it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but yeah, it just wasn't a good movie, especially no. when you consider it as a remake to a fantastic movie. Yeah, my favorite movie of all time. So, the, that being said, um, this actor was actually the only part of the movie that was any good. I'd say. Yeah, uh, I, I would say that if you had to do a remake of Poltergeist, you shouldn't, and the whole <laughs> thing should have been, you know, done better, but if you had to do a remake, he was the only part that I'd say was, uh, like, okay, that is a, an addition that I feel is, uh, is the right step. You know, if you have to do a, a remake to a movie, at least get some of the characters being interesting and well acted. Yeah. He was the best acted and most interesting character in the entire movie. He was, but he was a a real like his character was a a poor re replacement for the, oh, Tangina. for Tangina. Yeah, Tangina. Yeah, there's no there's no like I said there's no replacing her, but and, uh, yeah. So. But again, he was the only thing I remember from that movie. Yeah. In the awful, awful, awful lines. Oh man, like, this there, house is not clean. I, I didn't that nearly break you. There's a lot of things that break me in this I, world, I, and I, I, I think I almost threw something down. I was like, no, no, turn this <laughs> shit off. I don't want my daughter back. <laughs> Stupid! Oh my gosh! Now uh, getting, my blood is boiling over here. It's a shame because there there were some actors in that movie that you know I do kind of like. Uh, Kathy Greenwood from Whose Line Is It Anyway is was in the movie. Was she? Yeah, apparently in like the opening five minutes she was a realtor. Huh? That's interesting. I I, I almost want to go back and watch it again just to see her scene, but I don't want to watch it's that movie again. And yeah, like, exactly. I do like Kathy Greenwood, but but you know she's not that much. Yeah, she's not she's not being funny probably. So no. what's the point? But anyway, get, get my mind off yeah. off this awful movie. Let's go back to so fringe. So the observers. The observers. So uh, scattered throughout the the show, uh, there's a lot of uh, incidents, or pretty much every incident in this show. Uh, has this guy, uh, this, he, he's a bald guy, uh, he, he, he dresses kind of like a, a man in black, like the, not the movie man in black, but like your, your, your typical G-man kind yeah. of thing. And, uh, supposedly in every episode, at least in the first season, I didn't, uh, I didn't notice in the other ones. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been seeing him a whole lot, uh, lately. Yeah, but at least in every episode of the first season, you can at least see him in the background. Yeah, he's always, even if he's not in a, uh, like, even if his character isn't predominant yeah. in the show, like, it was a fun little, uh, Where's Waldo thing to mm -hmm. kind of look and be like, oh, there he is, because he was, whenever there was, like, a an incident, he was always there somewhere. Yeah, and so, he, somehow this guy is connected, uh, to everything that's going on, and he is, 
he's a bit strange. His uh, talking cadence is a bit off. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he has knows. these. Okay. Yeah, they they use kind of. Uh, uh, there's mo- a lot of there's multiples of them, but uh, they have the uh, odd technology, strange uh, language that they write in this book. They know everything that you're gonna say, you yeah. know, as you're saying it. You know, it's uh, it's basically. Um, and we find out, and I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to talk about like what they are. Um, we find out that they're basically uh, observers of history, and yeah. they, you know, there's certain things that kind of I guess have to go right and they have to make sure that it goes right so you know they if things go wrong they have to kind of set it right they're like uh they're like sam beckett from quantum leap only <laughs> you know with more of a murderous uh more yeah I, I i guess like they uh you know they they i remember they were showing paintings and and uh you know pictures throughout history with these gentlemen in the background mm-hmm. and uh Pretty much uh, from the conversations we we glean about them is that uh, they're there to keep you know preserve the timeline. Now I have a theory because you know they say that they're like you just said there's paintings of them throughout history and everything. Yeah. And there's even a meeting of the observers at certain points where yeah. there's like six or seven of them. You know they all look exactly the same. They're all dressed the same rather, but a few yeah. of them are older, a few of them are different in slight variations. So I have a theory that. Um, it's just one observer at different points in time. Huh. Like, this observer, you know, like the one that we're treated to most of the time, the main yeah. observer, he's, uh, he's doing his observing now, but later on in the future, like, you know, when he's an old man, something, you know, something must have gotten screwed up, so yeah. he's going back and everything, so just every single time there's a lot of them, it's just because there's different things that they have to observe at maybe different times. I, I do like that theory. It's kind of like the, uh, the one electron theory. Yeah. You know the you, you know? told me about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That uh, the one electron theory is that uh, the universe has only one electron, mm-hmm. and uh, it switches between electron and positron between uh, depending on whether or not it's going forward or backwards in time, and uh, it, it's pretty much ele- every electron in the universe is this one electron. Just it, different it's silly. states. It's silly, and I, I like I hope it's not because that's scary. Why? What's this gonna scare you? Is there electrons gonna scare you? We'll better look for the electron. So, if someone goes back in time and kills this one electron, all <laughs> all baryonic matter wait, is well, gone. Oh, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Now, I just wanna know, how would you kill an electron? Uh, yeah, uh, hmm, give me a moment. Okay. Give me a moment. Uh, maybe we should ask, uh... <laughs> I'm afraid of what the answer would be, actually. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid the FBI would, uh... Like, I don't want to give the FBI any more ammunition like, with uh, uh, having an Alexa in the, uh... Like, it's, it's even funnier to think that, like... That, like, that would be a high crime, I'm sure, that if we're trying to go back in time and assassinate an Electron, which will cause, you know, the extinction of the universe, like, you would think that, uh, that know, we would be... really... The universe would be fine, just... All baryonic matter would be. <laughs> the universe would still be all right, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I imagine. See, I'm gonna stick with the universe. Okay. Because uh, I imagine that, um, like, we somehow succeed in doing it, and that's you know that's that's the heat death of the universe. That's what causes it. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. What would it cause? We would, uh, well, let's call it, let's let's create a name for it, like uh, you know, since it's not gonna be called anything until we call it something. Uh, so electron death. Uh, that's that's boring. You're uh, boring. Okay. <laughs> I want to call it like the cataclysm or the uh, the the finity. <laughs> the last event. Ooh, see, see, this is why I push you, Britain. <laughs> this is why I berate you. Yeah, because you always give me gold. The last event. Yes, yes. So let's try it right now. Let's see. All Maybe right. I can kill this electron if I crush it hard enough. I did it. <laughs> well, let me let me think. Like if we if we got rid of every electron, wouldn't that mean? I don't know what that would mean. Like I I don't we think we couldn't have electricity. I'll tell you that much. Oh no, yeah, and you wouldn't be hearing this. Yeah. Uh. So everywhere there's dead would, air, that's brief periods of electron death. Would that mean everything would immediately turn into a plasma? 
Oh gosh, here we go. Uh, what do you mean here we go? We've been gone I know. this entire time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's let's think about this. So now you mean that every single like every everything single thing that made has of mass, matter? Yeah, that everything that has mass all of a sudden becomes a plasma. Hmm. Would that just so would that mean that we're all made of stars? Well, yeah. Oh. Aww. But yeah, anyway. Well, anyway. What uh, else will we be made of? I don't know. Grit. I don't know. Rabbits. <laughs> Dirt. Yeah, rabbits. Alright, so... If everything became a plasma... Uh... I don't know. Like, it's, uh... Like, I don't think... I think it would only be plasma by definition, but not by... Not by actual, like... So we wouldn't be... Like, I wouldn't just all of a sudden, like... Melt. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool, I guess. Melting. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be, it'd kind of be funny. Like, I want to say the electromagnetic bonds are the things that kind of, that kind of keep molecules together, if I recall. Sorry. And Go so, ahead. so yeah, I think just everything would melt. All of the, uh, just all of the bonds that are holding the molecules together would yeah. just. Disperse. So that's kind of scary if you think of it in the terms of if there's like if there's that one electron, yeah. and at any point in time it can be forty million years in the future. Yeah. Some scientist is working in some dumb planet somewhere, and he decides this. You know, like what happens if I destroy this electron? And that's that one electron, and it was very far back in the you know, in like you know, as far as the electron was concerned. Yeah. This was like the third thing it did. So then everything, like, we just start melting here because of what this guy does in the future. Uh, I, I don't think it can... Actually, it would have to. Yeah, pretty much every yeah, every electron would have to be preserved, or it can't go back in time and be the electron in the past. It would cause a paradox. Yeah. So, so yeah. Melting's the least of our problems at this point. Like, you know, eventually... Yeah, if that is going to happen, like, an electron and a positron would eventually meet and annihilate each other, and then we'd all get thanos But, uh... <laughs> but, yeah, that would, uh... That's why the, I think, one-electron theory doesn't hold water. Yeah, I, I'm starting to think that, you know, maybe not. Although, uh, maybe that's what Thanos did. And he was like, maybe he was like, when he snapped, he accidentally hit that one electron. Like, it had nothing to do with the, uh, the, the Infinity Stones. No, it was just, it was luck. It was luck of the draw. Was, you know, the Infinity Stones charged it up so the snap actually broke the electron. And it's not a one electron theory. Yeah. It's a two electron theory. <laughs> so he killed that one electron, but the other one survived. That's why I only got half of all of life. Because, uh, you know, the, uh, the glove he was wearing was actually made of, uh, uranium. It was a tiny fission event. <laughs> so, uh, well, now, Tony Stark's glove, when he brings it all back, yeah. um, it... Oh, that's vibranium. <laughs> and then, you know, that gives birth to electrons. <laughs> now there's three electrons and there's too much stuff. People are starving now. <laughs> there's just, there's just one more electron than we need, <laughs> and it's causing a rift. Like, all the... That's why there's a multiverse. Like, I, I... I... <laughs> Like, I imagine people are coming out fused together. Like, there's people, you know, Spider-Man has a face on the back of his head. And it's, it's, uh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> He's crying. Cry, I was gonna say the same thing. It's a sad, crying <laughs> Spider-Man, always crying, like, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't know what this thing on the back of my head is. It, 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 it's keeping me awake at night. Now dig on this. Oh, no, no, he's doing it again. I, I, I gotta dance. Uh, well, why am I doing this? And... Uh. Uh, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, that makes that's the only thing that actually makes sense now. Yeah, I want, I want one of them to be uh, uh, Nicholas Cage. Okay, I'd be I'd be down with that. Nicholas Cage, because uh, he was the noir, right? Yeah, he was the noir Spider-Man. See, I want one of them to see. I want the snap to bring back like random. Uh, people that weren't there originally, like Ghost Rider. Get Nicolas Cage into yeah. the action, you know. Oh, 
What am I doing here? That was good. That was a good Nicholas Cage. Yeah, that, that, I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. That was. That was very. I, I thought never, he was in the room. I'll never be able to do that again. What you doing here? What am I doing here now? What? What is all this? Zuzu petals. And yeah, there we go. We gonna bring Jimmy Stewart back. You know, there's if if I had that glove. I guess this is why I didn't have the glove. Yeah. But if I could bring back like people, like yeah, there would be a lot more people being brought back than just the people who got dusted. Like yeah, there'd be a, a Jimmy Store, and of course it would be like you know 1939 Jimmy Store. Oh yeah. Like a pre-war uh, Jimmy Store. Hey, back when he still had happiness. <laughs> yeah, back when there was still light in his eyes and just not soul-crushing misery yeah. at every stand. Yeah, not uh, not rear window Jimmy Stewart. No, 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 not vertigo Jimmy yeah. Stewart. <laughs> Or uh, someone murdering another person. Oh, I'm gonna watch. Oh, he starts pounding off. Just a off. lawyer. <laughs> Come on, oh, Jimmy, you're better than this. This is like a snuff film now. Oh, oh, oh it's kind of uh, naughty. Oh, but what, what, what are you doing? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. He just closes the window when he's done. Oh, come through my rear window. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, who else am I gonna bring back now? Because I don't like that Jimmy story. <laughs> It's gotta well, be the good Jimmy Stewart. Well, yeah. So, where we can bring back the uh, Jimmy Stewart from Five Goes West. No, I don't think we want his to. His dying legacy. <laughs> I don't think we want to bring back that Jimmy Stewart. Like, even that Jimmy Stewart wouldn't want to be brought back. No. Like, what am I doing now? You were- I was- oh, I'm a big floppy dog. <laughs> I'm, uh, that, that's who I am, right? Like, yeah, yeah, That that that's who you are. So, uh, what, what's my motivation here? You're a big slobbery dog, that's it. Do you want your $50 or not? Okay. Wanna go back to doing fucking <laughs> frozen pee commercials? No, <laughs> so you're gonna go in here and do this. I know who we could bring back. You say the Three Stooges and no. I'm on board. No, 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 no. Mark's Brothers. No. Okay, who? Vincent Price. Ooh. The, the, uh, the... I almost wanna say he... Like... If there is one person... Yeah. We can bring back to play the Joker. Hmm. I think he would make a good Joker. I think he would make a better Egghead. Well, yeah, but <laughs> uh, I, I think there's just a there's a, a manic energy. Yeah, there. manic energy, but also like a like a uh, a, a calm. Like there's kind of like that Hannibal Lecter thing that you know we were talking, yeah, talking about. about. Like he, I think he would make a. Maybe not the best Joker, but a, you know, a very interesting Joker. Oh, let's think about this. Let's explore this option here. So, you know, of course, his face has got to be painted. Oh yeah. He wouldn't. Can, he wouldn't do it without being able to paint his face. Yeah. He wouldn't shave the mustache either. No, much like Caesar not. Romero. Yeah, exactly. In fact, he would. He would dye the mustache green. <laughs> to go with the rest of the hair. That'd be great, actually. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he'll have a, the 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 big smile because yeah. he's always smiling. Yep. And, uh... Yes, I'm the Clown Prince of Comedy. And I'm gonna set a bomb here to make everyone laugh. So, let's see. We have two choices now, Batman. You can either save your little precious girlfriend... <laughs> or you can save the little children that I have over here. Say hi, little children. <laughs> or or suffer, suffer the little children. <laughs> now, what are you gonna choose? You can only... Now, to reiterate... You can only choose. <laughs> you can only choose one of them. Save the girl or save the kids. You can only do. One. I'm gonna save the kids and the girl. No, no, that's cheating. You're not allowed to cheat. I'm telling you. Why are you doing that? You can't do that. You're uh, breaking the rules. You're such a schmuck. <laughs> Throws an egg at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 I think it would work beautifully. I can, I can see. You see, here's the thing. I want it to be. Oh, here we go. Was I want it, it to be a, uh, you know, a Vincent Price Joker. Yeah. You know, like I said, get all the stuff that you need from a Vincent Price yeah. Joker. You know, and I want it to be, um, but I want it to be like the Christian Bale Batman. Yeah. Like I want it to be a very gruff, serious, <laughs> ba and I want no one to direct it because, like, I want this to be a. At times, a gut-wrenching movie, <laughs> just with uh, with you know Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. And here, here's the thing about Vincent Price is that all he is is just a silly goose who's not taking anything seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, it just wants to have fun. Where 
where like the Joker is just an insane person, uh, like who who's going crazy, or maybe even a super sane person, uh, where he's uh, you know, it's all calculated all along. Like there's a there's a certain level of um, awareness, yeah, to the Joker where uh, even all the all the um, iterations of the Joker pretty much all had basically one thing in common, which is uh, that. He's telling a joke, and the punchline is you're dead. Yeah. That is, that is who the Joker is, except for Suicide Squad Joker, who was just a gangster. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Though, I am like, curious about the new one that's coming out. I want to see how, uh... Uh, was it James Gunn? I, th- I think oh, yeah. he's going to be doing it. Because I think he's bringing back Jared Leto. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, we'll, give, we'll give him that chance that he yeah. doesn't deserve. <laughs> so, um... So yeah, like you know, we got the, the Caesar Romero Joker, who you know would just laugh and tell jokes and yeah. know, try to kill people. It was a little bit, you know, it was the '60s, so he couldn't really kill people. Yeah. Um, and he had uh, Jack Nicholson, whose Joker was uh, again same thing. Like he would have his prop, more props than anything. But yeah, again, the, yeah. The, the end result was you're dead, and yeah. that's the that's the punchline. Same thing with the Mark Hamill Joker. Yeah. Um, same thing with it, it, you know, most of the time with the uh, Heath Ledger Joker, mm-hmm. and even with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, like you know, he was, uh, like he was kind of setting that up in, you know, at the end when he was like, you know, saying his, uh, like his knock knock joke, you know. Uh, I guess like I, I always thought the joke was he was sad. <laughs> it was a funny <laughs> joke, but. <laughs> Like, like, yeah, that was the, the end result of his joke is that people die. I I, I acknowledge uh, that the Joaquin Phoenix Joker and Joaquin Phoenix himself as the Joker are are phenomenal in that movie. It's just such a downer of a movie. Yeah, that yeah. It, it, of the Joker movies, it's probably my least favorite. Uh, let's see. Um, of all yeah. the, the Batman-esque movies that... That feature uh, ha- the Joker. Um, and we're not including Suicide Squad, right? Uh, I haven't seen Suicide Squad. Uh, ooh, ooh, I know what my next one's gonna be. Okay, alright. Oh, I don't know if I want to suffer through that. But anyway, uh, even if taken that out of the... If I take Suicide Squad out yeah. of the, uh, out of the equation, I would have to... Yeah, I guess I'd have to say that it is, uh, it is definitely the, like, the least joy I had yeah. was with watching that movie. And the the only re- like don't get me wrong, by by no stretch of the imagination am I saying uh, he was a bad Joker, it was a bad movie, yeah, no, I get that, or or anything like that. I you know I enjoyed the movie for, you know much. It's just uh, as the Joker goes, he was not a fun Joker. No, not at all. Like it there was, was just there a- was. There were brief moments when he was fun, but yeah. compare that to uh, the cackling goon that was, yeah. you know, Cesar Romero, or you know, the angry cackling goon that was Jack Nicholson, yeah, or the cackling goon <laughs> that was Mark Hamill, or the, uh, the cackling chaos goon that was Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the least fun Joker. He, yeah, you know, he didn't really laugh a lot except for his condition. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that, that's not as fun. So you know. So, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it, but uh, I was kind of hoping uh, that he he would make a comeback in uh, in future Batman titles. Yeah, I know a lot of people are like, oh, he he couldn't because he's too old," and I'm like, you know, he's only supposed to be in his 30s in this movie just yeah. because of like his birth records and everything like that. And uh, like they said, I think he was born like the 50s, and this is supposed to take place in the 80s. So it's like, all right, so let's say he's 30, yeah, or 35, and. Let's say that Bruce Wayne, who we see, is like 10, you yeah. know, and then he grows up in 10 years to become Batman, which is, you know, canonical. You know, Batman is like tw- like mid, you know, 20s and everything mm-hmm. like that uh, when he starts. So, yeah, uh, he would only be in his, Joker would only be 40. Like, and, Jack Nicholson uh, was fucking 50. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Robert Pattinson? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to be playing the, uh, the new Batman, and he's definitely, he could definitely play in that age range. Yeah. So, like, yeah, this this Joker could still be the Joker. Yeah. Like, you know, as long as you just ignore that, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is in his 50s and just say that the character's in his 30s. Yeah, I, I, well, if they can, uh, if they can de-age all these actors, you know, if they can make a, what's his name? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, uh, look like he's in his 30s again, 
Yeah, then, yeah, they could do that. They could make Joaquin Phoenix look ten years younger. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah, so, uh... Going on with that, you know, whole thing, like, I think that if you... That the Joker movie, the very depressing Joker movie, if you just replace, you know, Joaquin Phoenix, who did a great job, with Vincent Price... <laughs> Now I think that, uh... <laughs> then we'll get our silly back. Yeah, exactly. Then it might be a fun Joker movie. <laughs> like, uh, do you know what you get when you cross an angry loner with a society who doesn't care about him? You, you get that? what you fucking deserve. <laughs> okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne's dad. You're my dad, too. And you, were, you were with my mother, who is a crazy lady. So maybe you weren't with him, but... <laughs> but I'm gonna confront you in the bathroom anyway, like a normal person would. It's like, I imagine he, uh... I imagine his Joker does a lot more tickling than, <laughs> than Joker's in the a past. A goochie goochie goo. <laughs> stop it! <laughs> a goo goo goochie goo. Stop it, stop it! Then he stabs. <laughs> like a... Like, it's a, it's a... It's a feather, but the quill on the other side is like a... Oh, a, gosh, a, like the, the poison quill. Yeah. I See, here's the thing. I don't think that at all. I'm thinking he's a joker who kills his, his victims by tickling them to death. Oh, that'd be awful. I know, and, and but the funny thing is, it's like, there is a... Uh, that is a very almost joker-esque kind of thing to do. Yeah, and it, it would drive a person mad before they mm -hmm. you know, they go, you know die. Like, here's the thing, it's a it's actually a very interesting Joker yeah. plot where he tickles someone to insanity or death because it's like, this is as dumb as, as it goes, but, yeah, it, it, but the more a, you think about it, the more horrifying it gets. Yeah, it's almost cartoonish in its execution, but also, like, you can see going insane from it as well because yeah. it's it, it, you know, though it's not painful, it's not pleasant. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, it breaks the people. And, like, I imagine that, um, <laughs> and uh, it can't be yeah, anybody imagine, but like, Vincent the, Price doing it. Yeah, I know. But I imagine <laughs> the, the CIA is, like, listening down, you know, listening now and taking notes, like, oh, watch what we do. See, because I don't just imagine that, uh, that Vincent Price Joker is just tickling people in those ribs. Like, I imagine they're tied up on a rack. Yeah, like, and there's, like, this, uh, shirtless. Shirtless, and there's, like, this spinning machine with these, these spinning wheels with, uh, feathers on it. Like, he, that's his, that's his coup de gras. He starts off with just the regular tickle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, by hand. He, Vincent Price is not gonna not do this. He wants to do this yeah. by hand. But imagine every now and again, as in the middle of his tickling, he, you know, like Gucci, Gucci, and then he like gives him a raspberry, like <laughs> on their stomach, and then decks him in the face just to keep them in order. <laughs> no, no violence at all. He, you know, he just, he's it's all you know, all tickling, all you know, raspberries until the person just breaks. Yeah, and. uh like if he, you know, and you know, and and at one point he he gets the 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 Christian Bale Batman. I imagine he takes you know Batman's suit off, but keeps the mask on because that's not about that for yeah. him. You know, he he doesn't care who's under the mask. He wants to break Batman, and yeah. then he starts his tickling. I imagine Batman is uh, he strips Batman into his uh, underwear and his mask, and he has Batman uh, <laughs> Batman underwear on, <laughs> like bat, uh, like the Bat Signal boxer shorts. <laughs> you see, I imagine that he puts that on him, like. Bat, the real Batman is very stern, yeah. and you know doesn't wear that. But he covers his shame with that, you know. And uh, but I imagine that Batman doesn't break. Like he doesn't even chuckle. You know, he just starts tickling. He's like, I'm not ticklish. Ooh, a challenge is it? Oh, we'll find something it's, then. Everyone is ticklish. You just have to find the right point. It, nope. Yeah, it's kind of like his. Uh, kind of like the everything burns. Only yeah. <laughs> everybody tickles. Everybody's ticklish. And because Batman is not is not ticklish because of uh, the bats took his tickle in the cave. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, that eventually breaks the Joker. Like why? Why can't I break you? Why? And he calls in the big guns, which are uh, which are is like uh, like three feathers. <laughs> it's like I uh, never. He actually has it behind. Glass that he has to break. I didn't want to do this. Uh, for some reason, when you said big guns, I imagine it's like two b 
big burly thugs with like feather dusters or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's like hoo ha he. <laughs> Lolo, Bobo, go get him. All right, Bosh. We'll get the bat. <laughs> like I imagine, it's the, to Batman. It's a. It's like you know. It's part of his ninja training. It's yeah. part of his like mental training. Like. You know, he's like Rao Zal Ghul was tickling him for months. <laughs> it's like a mind and body kind of thing, you know, so yeah. he, he just can't, you know, he's not going to let himself be tickled. And I imagine the Joker is tickling him for hours, for days, nonstop to the point where the Joker's makeup is running from yeah. sweat <laughs> and tears. So, but and Batman is like his mascara from his mask is uh, sweaty. Yeah. yeah. But uh, like there, there are points. He does have breaking points where he faints. <laughs> and, get, get the smelling salts, it's like, boys. It's like uh, yeah, and then like he cracks it under his nose, and you just have that woozy, uh, you know, woozy waking up uh, point of view shot. It's like, ooh, you died there for a moment. <laughs> you <laughs> you went away, but we got you back now. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> like I imagine, like that uh, when he does the when he breaks the smelling salts. Well, first yeah. of all, it's not just a regular you know, smelling salt. He has to have like a, a Joker brand. Yeah, Joker brand smelling salt. That's like you know an extremely long <laughs> smelling salt. Get the smelling salt in. So, no, the big one. <laughs> we're gonna need it. But when Batman wakes up, it's not an eye fluttering thing. It's just he's his eyes are closed and then they're just open, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's very intense. Ah, ah, welcome back. Welcome back to the real <sighs> world. <sighs> Finish up, Joker. I don't have time. I don't have time for this. Like, oh, you got plenty of time, Batman. Somewhere there's a crime being done. Yes, you're in it. <laughs> this is the crime. Yeah, you're Let's witnessing kidnapping. the crime. <laughs> you, you are part of the crime. It's attempted murder. Finish what you gotta do. You're scum. <laughs> that's not. Hey, come on now. Stop that. You, you're. There's. That's just name calling. Like now. Uh, like how does Batman get out of this? Uh, like I don't think he does. Like I, I think what eventually happens is Joker gives up. He just lets him go. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> just, <laughs> just get out of here. You, you scum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's throwing his the name yeah. down third boards. He unlocks him like the the shackles yeah. and just kicks him out. Hey, stay out! Oh, you're no fun. You don't play by the rules. <laughs> he like he what he does is he unshackles him and he like he cranks the the table that he's on and there's like a sliding board underneath that sends him out of his lair he doesn't, he doesn't uncrank him like he kicks the crank <laughs> and it just <laughs> and it automatically just uh, you know. Uh, lowers Batman. Yeah, and he, and he just goes down the slide into like you know. I swear, some people. <laughs> this man. It takes all kinds. <laughs> this. <laughs> this man isn't mortal. This man's not human. I tell you one thing. It, you, you guys saw. I, I gave him my we, best. We, we I, saw it, Bosh. It, it wasn't me. It was him, right? It, it was definitely all the bad, Bosh. Uh, okay. Okay, we're in agreement then. And he shoots him. <laughs> Because they're the only two that's seen him fail. Yeah, I know. And he just needs to get that frustration out. <laughs> Henchmen aren't free, I tell you. <laughs> you can't buy good help. <laughs> and do you think now Batman is like, he's worn out from all this, so he doesn't just come right back. He, he, he's he got to yeah. go rest up. It, for it's, like, uh, it's like when... Uh, Batman got dosed with the fear poison from it in the first one, and uh, uh, Alfred has to pick him up. And he's just—he's he's laughing. He's cackling in the car the entire way. <laughs> like Alfred's it, up the front. He's terrified. <laughs> yeah, I, should, I swear. I said I'll quit. I said I quit, but I mean it this time. You see, I'm gonna quit. I don't think he laughs until he takes the mask off. Yeah, and he's laughing. For weeks, <laughs> like he actually has to call in Lucius Fox to like gas him and put him into a coma. <laughs> like Mr. Wayne, what have you gotten yourself into now? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad that you saw. He's still laughing in that coma. <laughs> yeah. We have to let this thing run its course. We actually had to asphyxiate him in order to get him to stop. <laughs> he's he's coming around now. Yeah, I swear, just let him go. Just 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 
Just let him die. No, 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 no. Like, they bring him back and, like, <laughs> Bruce Wayne doesn't know where he's been. He's just like, oh, where's the Joker? Last I saw he was... Uh, he comes back, but he's, like, from, uh, uh, from, uh, Dark Knight Rises where he's walking with the cane. <laughs> I was gonna say he's, like, Christian Bale from that, uh, from that movie where he was, like, skinny and, yeah. uh, like, emaciated. <laughs> It's like, it took everything out of him. Like, he wakes up and he's hanging from that rope in the pit. <laughs> from when they had to punch his back. <laughs> Alfred sent him there. Yeah, like, he, laughing was, too much. he was laughing for months. <laughs> he just wouldn't stop. And he's like, oh, didn't think, didn't think you'd be back. And he just goes and jumps across and climbs out again. I, I imagine just, uh, Alfred backed up the... You know, backed up the, uh, the limo and just dumped him over the edge. <laughs> I swear, he's, uh, he just dusts his hands. Done and done. And he go, by the time he drives back home, Batman's back. <laughs> he's back in the mansion. Uh, he's sitting in front of the fireplace. He's brooding. Reading the paper. <laughs> brooding. Oh, he, he, he's doing that, uh... Like, uh, he's doing the Kubrick looking over the brow look. <laughs> like, I imagine... Actually, I imagine he's just... Yeah, he's just, uh... He's hunkered down, like, oh, are you kidding me? The Joker's back. I know, he's, he's been, been back. back. <laughs> you see what he did, you? I don't remember. I do. <laughs> like, that's what makes him leave. Yeah. You know, I won't let you do this. I won't, I won't, <laughs> I, I, I can only go so far, Master Wayne. You were cackling in the West Wing for five months. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I was terrified we don't, you were going to kill me. We don't go in the West Wing anymore because... <laughs> it's haunted. Somehow by you. Somehow you're haunting the your, place you're your, living in. Your laugh haunts the West Wing. We don't go in the West Wing anymore. The I don't believe you. The, I don't believe the Joker's got to be stopped. Oh. Are you listening? <laughs> Are you even Are you listening? listening? <laughs> I'm saying your laughs are haunting your house. <laughs> Somehow, somehow we gotta find the Joker's liar. <laughs> I, I, I'm living with a crazy, <laughs> a crazy man. You belong in Arkham, not not to fight the people, but just to go to Arkham. You are... are you want some tea? <laughs> How can we stop the Joker? I, 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 uh, you, you make him cry. Just shoot him. Just you kill him. <laughs> Please. That on me. Kill me. And then, uh, after all this, uh, uh, Alfred becomes the next Joker. <laughs> hey! You know what? Let's go on a high note. Okay. Fringe. Uh, season two. Fringe? Um, I liked season two better than season one, even though there were some characters in season one I liked better than season two. Uh, yeah, I thought, it, you know, as the show was progressing, uh, and becoming more... Uh, developed it, you know, it is becoming a lot more inter interesting. Like, you can uh, tell they're found, they found, they really start to find their footing here. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, uh, season three is also kicking up to be a good season. Uh, we're, yeah, we'll you know, talk about three that. quarters of a way through, so, so far, uh, from what we've experienced between the two and a half seasons that we've watched, a very solid show. Yeah, so if you have... Uh, any inkling, uh, I would definitely check this out, like I said last time. Definitely check it out, it's worth a watch. Alrighty. Alright. So, um, Alexa, say goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. she... <laughs> she, she said it, she got it. Yeah, going. she got it. Alright. Alright, take it easy now. Uh, toodaloo. That'll hold a little less obese. <laughs>